all got ups and downs because the world's intense. How could you find out what to pair with your life events? A cocktail will never fail to provide a lift. Just raise a glass with your friends and let's drink about it. Hey, it's another episode of Let's Drink About It, the show where we pair life events with cocktails and vice versa. I'm your host, Benjamin Harrison. And I am Chris Bowman. Changing it up a little bit on my <laughs> intro, I guess. Mm-hmm. I didn't plan that. Uh, our lovely and talented guest today is Jamal Richardson, whose name you may recognize from the end credits of our show. Uh, he's the guy that did the... Whose voice the, you might recognize from. Yeah, <laughs> from, from all of the interstitial music on our show. Welcome, Jamal. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, so uh, Jamal is like a very talented musician and photographer and videographer, also a uh, professional bartender and has been a friend of mine. Uh, professional might be a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, since, since I moved to Brooklyn. So um, uh, we've been wanting to have him on the show for a long time. And here we are. Perfect. Welcome, Jamal. Thank you. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, Still questioning why I'm here, but uh, <laughs> thanks anyway. You're well, think, always lovely to hang out with. I think you guys are similar kinds of bartenders in that you're uh, more just about kind of keeping the mood going and not about like demonstrating a crazy shaking technique or something like that. You're not like stirring 10 drinks at once with uh, 10 different spoons. Well, uh, Neither no, of you have for, wax in your mustache. Myself, but I mean, it's, uh, you know, there's only so much craft involved. Yeah, well, my experience in, in Brooklyn specifically has been bartending uh, in bars where it's just me. Well, I've only bartended in two bars in Brooklyn specifically. <laughs> mm-hmm. But that has covered, spanned the last eight years. So yeah. both of those bars, I was solo. So generally, yeah, I do just yeah, you, you don't have time to like, mood. Yeah. Right. right. I, I'll make a good cocktail if there's, you know, only a few people in there. But don't, you know. Yeah, there's there's a time and place for everything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks when somebody like can't read the room and comes up and says like, "Can I have a mai tai?" Right. With a grate of nutmeg on top, and there's like 70 people waiting for a drink. Yeah. Or an old fashioned uh, mojito and yeah, 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 and a pina colada. Yeah. Right. Okay. Coming right up. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna serve 50 beers and then I'll get right back to you. <laughs> exactly. But you've. Uh, You've always been, um, I think, also like Chris, a guy who's got kind of creative projects on the side. Um, you're always like off to some city somewhere far away to take photos and record things to make music or something like that. And uh, that's something I've always admired about you. Um, Thanks, man. Uh, is the seven-day visa project something you would want to like talk about? Sure. Yeah, we could talk about the seven-day visa project. Uh... We'll, we'll lay it out. Well, it, it was basically, um, it, it was a project where I like to travel. And every time I travel, I found that uh, I'd come back inspired. I'd have this burst of creative inspiration, as I think new experiences in general bring about yeah. you know, creative burst. At least for me, they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I found that travel was one of the more intoxicating versions of that. So um, I basically came up with the idea so that I could write off my vacations on my taxes. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's partially true. <laughs> no, but... Um, so I've they, looked at the IP addresses, and we don't have any listeners at the IRS, so feel... <laughs> it's okay. It's all legit. I've got, I've got all my receipts, definitely, and the projects did happen. Uh, so basically, um, I did two cities. Uh, I did Tokyo, Buenos Aires, and basically, 
Um, and I'm actually considering doing another one in the near future. It's actually something I've been weighing very heavily recently. Um, so basically, I would go to these different cities and do street recordings, uh, some video recordings, and basically come back and produce and record a full album, basically as a reflection of my experience in those places. Hmm. I really, I really enjoyed some of the music that you came up with off off of those projects. So, uh, and they're still on iTunes, right? They are. People they can are. go find them. Seven Please Day look. Visa. Seven Day Visa, uh, Buenos Aires or Tokyo. There's oh, also cool. videos on YouTube if you don't want to spend any money and you just <laughs> want to listen to the music or watch the videos. Go yeah. for it. Yeah, don't support the artists in the way they make money. Just <laughs> <laughs> uh, Apparently, there is a way to make money from YouTube. I have not crossed that bridge it's yet. It's like uh, when <laughs> you have, uh, if you have like 100,000 views or more, you can actually start to be like, this makes money. You know? Right. I have actually had them send me a notification saying that I did not own the music that I wrote and produced myself. Whoa. Uh, what? Uh, come to find out, it, it, it's not exactly what it said, but basically because I had a third-party distribution company distributing the music, they were just letting, informing me right. that there's another party involved in the YouTube process. I'm like, they don't own any of this. Yeah. They are a distributor. <laughs> Period. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of that stuff is just algorithms going definitely and looking for ways for Google to cover its ass. Definitely. So that's why none of my hate mails went through. <laughs> <laughs> no reply. Now I understand. So I have a bartender question, not to uh, not to harp on this for uh, you guys, but um, there's definitely like a kind of cocktail bar that's like a mixology cocktail bar, and there's a very like specific stereotype of that type of bartender and then there's bars that are fun hangs which mm -hmm. i think like i i mean as much as i like fancy cocktails and i like going to those types of bars like i don't hang out at them like i go there like once in a blue to like get my mind blown but like right. if i'm going if i'm going to a bar i'm not going to that type of place generally right. speaking right is there like uh like how much interaction do you guys have with those kinds of bartenders? Is it like all the same community or is there like a weird class thing that takes place? Or do you, do you like look down at that type of thing because it's kind of snooty? I, I've had mixed experience with that. Um, and I'm sure Chris, you have as well mm -hmm. in the sense that, uh, I know people who actually work in these cocktail bars and some of them are awesome and some of them really, don't want any part of that, you know? So they <laughs> mm -hmm. literally just ask for a butt and a whiskey. They don't even yeah. want bullet bourbon. They want the Evan that's in the well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and a PBR or something just because they want to get as far away from that as they can. Yeah. And then there are ones who will tell you specifically the cocktail they would like you to make. Right. And write right. down the proportions for you. <laughs> and hand you the on, list and watch you pour it. On oh, hand, yeah. hand rolled parchment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I, uh, I find generally speaking here in Toronto, like the, the two do cross over, uh, you know, that being the uh, mixologist or a little more higher minded uh, bartender uh, versus the fun hang bartender, as you call it, Ben. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, yeah, Jamal, like you say, like the guys that I, the, the guys, girls that I deal with over the bar that come, they stop in for a drink, 
um, the bartenders that stop in for a drink. Um, yeah, it is the same. It's just a, you know, a beer and a whiskey. Yeah. It's, it's never fancy. Um, it's like it's when a like the Michelin same... starred chef goes to McDonald's after yeah. work every night. Yeah. I whatever. remember, I think I, it was Anthony exactly. Bourdain. I may have mentioned it on the show before, but I remember Anthony Bourdain saying something like, you know, the last, Oh yeah. Your close I, personal friend, Anthony Bourdain. Yeah. 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 I, I like somewhere on, on, <laughs> on one of his shows, it's him saying like, um, you know, the last thing a chef wants is a, like a, a, a really fancy meal. They just want really good spaghetti and meatballs. Yeah, know, and there's they, definitely they, a part in his book, Kitchen Confidential, that sort of made him famous, uh, where he says that like people often get like freaked out if he's going to be coming over to their dinner, their house for dinner. And he's like, no, you don't understand. Like home cooked food is so far away from what I normally get to eat that it's like yeah. the best thing. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's the line he gives all of his chefs that work for him during the family <laughs> meal. Oh, you just want spaghetti and meatballs when yeah. you're a chef. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah it's yeah. a way to keep costs down. Yeah. That salmon's yeah. looking pretty good over there, Anthony. I don't know. <laughs> Life events. I had a very stressful week last week, but my skin was saved at the last minute, and I need a drink for that. Hmm. I have been suffering for my art, and I need a drink for that. I trekked <laughs> through the frozen tundra, once known as Brooklyn, <laughs> to be on this podcast today, and I need a couple drinks for that. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, good news, Jamal. <laughs> the drink I uh, picked out for you uh, is actually a double recipe, so you can have two if you <laughs> if you really want. Um, Perfect. This is a salty maple buttered cider. Whoa. Um, so uh, this is Malden salt, half of a lemon, one tablespoon of softened butter, two tablespoons of pure maple syrup, uh, half a vanilla bean pod uh, with the seeds scraped out, Four ounces of dark rum, eight ounces of apple cider. So we're going to start by scattering Malden salt on a plate, rub the rim of two heat-proof glasses or mugs with the lemon, and then dip in the salt. Combine the butter, maple syrup, and vanilla bean seeds in a small bowl set aside. Now combine the rum and cider in a saucepan and bring to a simmer over medium-high heat. Pour that into the prepared glasses and then top each with half of the butter. Serve immediately. That <laughs> sounds amazing, and I feel definitely less professional as a bartender after listening to that well, description. Part of the reason that I picked this out for you is the bar. I don't know if you guys have it at the place you currently work, but the bar you used to work at that exists no longer, the Brooklyn Ale House, one of my favorite uh, bars of all time uh, in the winter months, would always have cider a mulling and yes. uh you could go oh. in and get like just some hot cider with some booze poured into it and it's like what, what else do you need right well the you know so we do have hot cider there but it, i seem to be the only one who has the passion for it <laughs> in the sense like yeah, i'll go in and everyone else just kind of has cider heating in the crock pot and I'll go in and I'll take an orange rind. Yeah. I'll put, put a few clove, uh, a, a few pieces of clove in there, a couple cinnamon sticks, yeah. and let it steep for a while just to give it a little, little, yeah, little, a little je ne sais quoi. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so on my nights, it's delicious. Nice. <laughs> <Otherwise>. <laughs> Whatever happened in the Brooklyn Ale House? Did it just get shut down? 
Ah, uh, the owner rode off into the sunset. He got married, had a kid, and uh, bought some property Fair. in Kentucky. Wow. wow. Yeah. Fair enough. Living the dream. Living the dream. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ben, you're going to be drinking The Close Call. Um, it is one ounce of Applejack, one ounce of Bowles Aged Jennifer, a quarter ounce of yellow chartreuse, quarter ounce of grade B maple syrup, half an ounce of heavy cream, half an ounce of freshly squeezed orange juice, one dash of uh, uh, suggesting Fee Brothers Whiskey Barrel Bitters, and a half ounce of port uh, and a cinnamon stick for grating. So you're going to fill a Collins glass with crushed ice, place Applejack, Jennifer, uh, yellow chartreuse, maple syrup, heavy cream, orange juice, and bitters in a cocktail shaker, shake vigorously and pour over crushed ice, top with port and garnish with freshly grated cinnamon. Now, do people take a shot when we pronounce Jennifer or Geneva, Geneva, or is it just Orjat or Jeet? No, (laughs) you know, it's funny. Like when I I was just the minutes leading up to uh, getting on the the call here with you, I was like, Jennifer, Jennifer, Geneva. We've had multiple people correct us in conflicting ways. So (laughs) I think that, uh, I think it's, uh, the only thing, the only thing this show has taught me is, uh, that there's no right way to say anything. So, uh, I don't know. Take a shot all the time, I guess. <laughs> yeah. That's a good, good way to live life. Yeah. You know, <laughs> our password at the bar is whiskey shot. And, uh, I love not telling people that we use an E with whiskey, uh, when it's a foreigner, because it always takes them at least five minutes to figure it out based on, <laughs> depending on what country they're from, they use an E or not. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Uh, buys me a little time. Yeah. Chris, you're going to be drinking the Bamboozled Angel. This is two ounces of bourbon, three-quarter ounces of lemon juice, three-quarter ounces of cinnamon syrup, an ounce of grapefruit juice, three dashes of Angostura bitters, and a grapefruit peel for garnish. Mm. So you're going to combine all your ingredients in a shaker over ice and shake, and then strain into a rocks glass over a large ice cube. Top with Angostura bitters and express a grapefruit peel over the drink and garnish. Delish. Yeah. So let's go make these bad boys. Let's go make some drinks. Make those drinks. Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers, fellas. Cheers. Tink, tink. Salut. Oh, man. I need a straw really bad for this drink. (laughs) Oh, wow. right back. I need some toast. You need some toast? This drink has butter oh. on the top. And, uh, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Are you is getting really, only butter? Really buttery? I'm definitely getting a mouthful of butter, but it's <laughs> it's it's good, though. There's a, there's a salty sweet thing going because you got a salt rim. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The butter in the middle and the sweet on the bottom. So Nice. It definitely uh, reminds like me a of salad butter dressing. toast a bit because salty <laughs> butter. Yeah. I, I like salty butter. Mm-hmm. So salted butter with jam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I used unsalted butter with that because I thought it might be too much with, with the, the Malden salt on the rim. Um, Perfect. Nice. Cool. My drink is very pretty. The uh, type of port that is recommended in the in the recipe I actually managed to find, which oh. almost never happens. Yeah. <laughs> I have to go buy some stupid $20 bottle that I'm going to use half an ounce of and then stick in the back of my cupboard and never look at again. <laughs> Did it take you a lot of tries to find the bottle or were you lucky kind of early on? I guess it's a pretty uh, popular type of port. Oh, okay. Um, 
if that's a if that's such a thing. Yeah. <laughs> next time you next time you have a dinner party, you can bust out the port. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I just happen to have yeah. Well, the thing is, like, a port is not totally shelf stable, so it's like I basically have like a week or uh, even if you keep it in a fridge. I bet if I kept it in the fridge, it would keep longer. And I got some of those like yeah. wine pump corks, you know, where yeah. you like pump the air out. Mm-hmm. Um, those totally work. Not. Yeah. Well, I uh, <laughs> I use it on. Um, I have some uh, Carpano Antica sweet vermouth, ah. and I don't know. Like, I feel like I always see the small bottles of that mm-hmm. in stores, except for when I actually need to buy some Carpano Antica sweet vermouth, and then it's like the one liter size, which is, mm-hmm. you know, like I love that shit, and I'll drink it straight, but I'm not drinking it straight all the time, <laughs> and uh, yeah. and you know most. Most of the time, when it's vermouth is a Italian. mixer, so it's like a quarter an ounce uh, or half an ounce mm-hmm. at a time. When it's vintage Italian movie date night, you drink sweet vermouth. Exactly. <laughs> <on the rack. laughs> yeah. I'm watching some Fellini joints. Uh, Il Vitalino. Is that, the, is that the name of his masterpiece? I forget. Uh, um, I will default to the film major. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, How is that drink, man? It's good. It's um, it's pretty mild. It's a real uh, I you know like milk always really like smooths everything out. Right. Um, one food thing that I Especially learned on the back end recently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, one one food thing I learned recently is that uh, if you put uh, if you heat up milk for hot chocolate, it actually tastes a lot less chocolatey than if you heat up water. Um. So like a lot of like really fancy hot chocolate places don't use milk at all in their hot chocolate. Interesting. And uh, hmm. it's because like the milk kind of flattens the flavor out, which is why like milk chocolate is, I guess, milder than dark chocolate usually. Hmm. Um, so this is, uh, you know, this has a lot of big flavor boozes in it with the uh, chartreuse and the Geneva and the Apple Jacks, but it's, uh, it's pretty relaxed, I would say. It's pretty nice. It's uh, a nice sipper. It looks like a glass of Nestle's Quick strawberry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the port is uh, uh, slowly working its way into the rest of the drink, uh, and it is it is a festive color. I will, so for I will a, for a minute, does that drink kind of have like a nice swirly effect happening, and then it slowly just blends together? Or, or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, um, yeah. yeah I, well, so. I used the last two ounces of my bourbon, so now my house is no longer a home because there's no mm. bourbon under the roof. Oh no, Uh-oh. Christopher! Yeah, uh, no, it's it's uh, it's delicious. This is a good drink. This is a really good drink. Um, um, did yeah. you guys get hit with this same winter storm, or is it on its no. way? No, nope. It's not even coming. Like it's not even knocking on our door. Not at all. Yeah. Uh, one of our listeners tweeted me a picture of what Canada looks like right now, and it basically looks like the fall here. <laughs> Like, and, yeah, <laughs> yesterday is, when you guys were like, I mean, we kind of, it was kind of amazing to see all the images, uh, coming out of New York, um, yesterday and, and I, was, I love snow. I love a, I love a monster snowstorm. So I was really yeah, jealous, man. but it was nice to see. And, you know, I look out my window and the sun is just blazing. I mean, of course it's like really cold, but like it's just a gorgeous, <laughs> gorgeous day yeah. outside, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was kind of uh, for once we were enjoying sun, and you guys were getting buried. Yeah, well, so Jamal uh, and I uh, arranged for him to come on the podcast, 
sort of not, I don't think either of us was really thinking much about what context you were going to be coming in. So when, yeah, when I, we, were, I noticed. Like, we were texting yesterday, we realized like, <laughs> oh shit, like Jamal has like kind of a Odyssean journey ahead of him to get from <laughs> his neighborhood in Brooklyn to my neighborhood in Brooklyn. Yeah, I got the text. He's like, "Hey, do you want to? You around to be on the co- podcast on Sunday?" I'm like, "Sure!" Exclamation mark. And then I mean, I mean, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the nice What's, thing to do on a day like this is just like snuggle up with the uh, with the house cat and. Uh, yeah. What's the app where you can retract your text where it disappears from cyberspace? Oh man, that would be a good app. <laughs> yeah, the owner. It, it exists. The owner for the Dallas Mavericks. Was promoting. Oh yeah, he's, he's one of the uh, big Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban, he's a big stakeholder <laughs> in there. <that. laughs> um, I was like, I need that now. That's <laughs> an interesting play. I mean, um, there's definitely about 10 million texts that I would retract if I could. No, this has been great. I'm going to be staying the night here. Um, (laughs) yeah but you do have a nice a nice warm cider there and uh do you feel like that is made made the journey worthwhile honestly uh more than i I feel like i should pay you (laughs) for my appearance at this point this is amazing it is really good and i was a little leery um I was a little weary about the butter. I wasn't sure yeah. what I was going to think about that, and it really does work. Yeah, well, hot buttered rum is a drink, but it, I don't think it usually has cider in it. So this is kind of the meeting of two beverages in one with a salt rim, which is also like a pretty aggressive but on point. I'm going to like, adopt this to my cider. The, the salt <laughs> rim, seriously, it's kind of takes cool. it over the top. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's so I've read like. Two different places. I read that this is the third biggest snowstorm in New York history and the biggest snowstorm in, in New York history. It's definitely not the biggest. I was here a few years ago. Uh, was it five, six years ago where you yeah. had that blizzard? Oh, yeah. I that mean, was definitely larger. Definitely. Yeah. There are a few, like the street uh, around the corner from my house is like hilariously snowed in. There were <laughs> like somebody definitely like people were not supposed to have private vehicles on the roads yesterday, but they... Oh yeah, did and like there's the there's the just people that like could not park because there were drifts of snow in parking places. So like I don't even know like when that road will be passable because you can't plow it now because there's a fucking jeep in the middle of it. <laughs> like <laughs> oh, it's a jeep no less. It, yeah, it's, the person it's like a big get anywhere. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's the guy who thought. Yeah. Ah. Emergency yeah. conditions. <laughs> yeah, I'm in a jeep, don't you know? I'm in a jeep. <laughs> yeah, Wrangler. Um, I had a fun moment yesterday. What uh, a friend of mine who lives here in the neighborhood. I was out walking the dog in the blizzard, and I just spotted him skiing by on some cross country skis. That's which awesome. It was really fun. I keep saying that I'm gonna get a pair of those, but it only we only get enough snow every five years. Yeah. You know, I need to. Go, I'm not gonna buy some new ones. I need to just be in the Salvation Army or Goodwill, some secondhand thrift store one yeah. day mm-hmm. and see and them. Just there. like there's always them. a yeah. pair there. There's some places that you can go that are not that far to just cross-country ski, and it's like, it is a really fun thing to do on a weekend. It, it's really fun. It is um, really fun. I would I would say... Surprisingly. Better even than downhill, because there's no lines. Like, you just go around, you know? Yeah, and the skis are much more friendly on your ankles. Yeah. And knees. It's nice. Yeah. 
It's good times. <laughs> good times. Yeah. So what was the what was the the feeling kind of leading up to this storm? I mean, people. I, I see people panic and they're buying supplies for you know <laughs> yeah. for some kind of like end of the world type scenario. Yeah. Really, it's just a couple of days of snow. But um, I saw a lot of social media posts of like people taking a picture of a funny shelf that was emptied out in a grocery <laughs> store. Mm-hmm. One, the, my favorite one was uh, all of the like Activa style yogurt in one grocery <laughs> store was gone. <laughs> it's like, man, you're pl- planning on doing a lot of shitting while the, uh, <laughs> while the uh, storm blows in. And make sure your probiotics are uh, in yeah. order. <laughs> Spare the roommates. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, but it totally inspired me to get some yogurt. <laughs> I was, I was like, yeah, maybe, maybe something that's highly perishable is a good thing to stock up on for this storm. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, yeah, I got a uh, a big a big amount of reaction to a slow motion video I posted of my dog running in the snow, uh, which uh, <laughs> some famous Twitter account retweeted, and so I got like quite a lot of play off that which oh was wow very fun for me that's amazing cool. i recently got a, a repost by kodak for one of my photos on instagram and i got literally no play there were <laughs> over 800 likes on this photo on, uh, on their feed. on their feed yeah but it, it doesn't reference back to me i think i got two new followers out of yeah. 900 likes on this photo <laughs> jamal has a, jamal has a great uh instagram which you should go to it's age of imagery if i'm not mistaken you are correct and uh, uh i always i always enjoy seeing stuff pop up from that in our let's drink about it instagram feed but that is something that i hate about instagram is that there's no re there's no like retweet analogous function. Right. It, and there's like, I guess, I don't know how it works, but I see them occasionally. And I think that's like a secondary app that somebody's using to like. That's a good question. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kodak, get on it. Yeah. Whatever. Someone. Instagram. Hang it up, Kodak. Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. The Zuck, he's the one in charge that's over right. there. Or, you um, know, Mark Cuban even. Yeah. Delete that tweet. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, Chris, tell us about suffering for your art. Tell well, about, okay. Tell so us about listen, this drink. You, I mean, you still have a little bit of bourbon in your house, unless you've already finished. No, no, I'm I'm only a third of the way through the glass. Okay. We're still good. Um, Jamal is way ahead of both of us. I will. Oh, yeah. uh, I'll just put put yeah, this, this on people's maps. Done. Jamal is done with his drink, and we are yeah. basically five minutes into the segment <laughs> yeah clearly we're gonna break again <laughs> well he did say he wanted two right so i made him the double <laughs> Ooh. well then wait it, wait, wait. It, it, in it, my defense the single was was not very much yes yeah the double is is really a single serving Definitely. uh so don't don't read don't believe what you read when you read this recipe um so you know I, uh, we've spoken recently how i um I've been learning, and I was going to say teaching myself, but that's not true. I mean, I've had a lot of help from you, Ben, but editing this very podcast. So, <clears throat> yeah, the last we, couple of episodes uh, have been uh, Bowman Bowman edits. Yeah, uh, with uh, with guidance from uh, Benjamin Harrison, um, and um, I I don't really I think, think I'm I th- providing that much guidance at this point. I mean, I've had like a couple of thoughts here and there, but well, yeah. If I get stuck, I'll ask. Uh, you yeah, know, I'll ask for for some help, but um. So he's more of a. Uh, the, the one thing I've transitioned right? from being the editor to the IT guy. 
yeah right right <laughs> on our podcast <laughs> <laughs> the one thing that uh like about learning and 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 uh, i think i've i've mentioned before is that when it comes to like software programs like i uh, it's a pretty steep curve like i don't have a lot of patience for some of this stuff so um you know i i take I take my time with it. Like I don't want to sit in front of the computer for hours on end and just pull my hair out, which I end up doing anyway. And, uh, <laughs> which, which is sort of what ha- has happened this past week. Uh, early in the week, I, I think over the course of two days, I, I spent, you know, a few hours at a time editing and I very bad, like I don't have a proper desk set up. Um, so I'm kind of hunched over, uh, you know, a coffee table doing this. Right. <laughs> And oh, yeah. What bad I've ergonomics. Done, what's that? Bad ergonomics. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's terrible. Very, very bad. And um, so, you know, I, I do, I try to, I kind of get lost for a little while. And then when I remember, I get up and I stretch and walk around or whatever. So I come back to it and, and finish. And then, um, I, you know, I wasn't, my neck was kind of feeling a little off. And, uh, you know, the, the day after the edit, uh, I had like, and for the following, this is day six, I think, uh, I've had a tension headache, so I've just been, you know, the muscles all up and down my neck and shoulders, and Jesus. then in behind my eyeballs is like the pressure behind my eyes is, is uh, it's better today. Today's the first day I've kind of felt any kind of relief, but oh, um, man. Uh, yeah, so I hope everybody out there listening has appreciated uh, the hard work <laughs> that's been going into this because uh, I've been miserable for a week. Is, this uh, is the portion of the show where Chris guilts. Ben, ben back, back into, into doing the editing. Uh, this is this is actually the continuing saga. There's a different many chapters in like the. Uh, d- it's the, a uh, long d- game, yeah. Yeah, the uh. deterioration <laughs> of uh, of me as a person. <laughs> Chris, I have a couple of tips and admonitions for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, first and and most importantly, this is our hobby. And yeah. I don't want you to die from doing it. So <laughs> if you are ever in a place where you are in medically bad shape because of an edit, <laughs> please, please send up a send up a, a, a green flare and I will I, attra- attempt to send a rescue party. You understand that I didn't know this till after the fact. So now I'm aware and I think I'll have to be a little more cautious when I'm, you know, uh, intensely focused on this yeah. fun hobby of ours. Well... It should be fun, and I think that uh, I think it will get more fun as you kind of know. I mean, it's like it's like a weird software program that was designed by a certain engineer somewhere that you mm-hmm. know it does not make sense to normal humans like us until you learn how to do it. Well, so, it already it already has actually. Um, it I mean, it doesn't take long. I think you know if you as long as you're repeating the same process, it doesn't yeah. take long to learn. And which there's not um, too much to editing our show. No, there's really not. It's pretty. It's pretty basic. It's just. It's uh, more edited than most podcasts. I would wait. I would hazard. You know. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's true. I mean, we're it's pretty straightforward. I think nowhere more than near anything, as much as trying to understand radio why some things work one minute and not the other. Like, is it me? Is it the program? What am I doing differently? <laughs> like five seconds later, that you know. Um, so it's, it's it can be frustrating, but it, the, the you know I've said before, it's the idea of having a little more control and being able to um, put a little more of your own yourself into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Through through little little i don't know creative touches or whatever it's very exciting to me so it's all worth it it's all worth it and it's um you know when i say uh 
it's no stress. It's only stressful uh, in the the way I've been carrying my body. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> well, so the other thing I was going to suggest is like uh, you've got that nice coffee shop kind of near your place. Mm-hmm. Just throw throw the old laptop and a pair of headphones in a backpack. Walk over there. They got a nice uh, upright seating yeah, uh, type of type of table at that place. Mm-hmm. Or I think they even have a counter that you could stand at, which might even be better for body stress and just like put in put in two cups of coffee's worth of time on on an app that's a good strong proponent for the standing standing desk solution i have so my office is uh uh it has a five foot ceiling (laughs) and i so i'd be fine i am six foot four (laughs) uh so uh i i i uh i always think about getting one of those like standing desk modules that you can like set on a desk and it like pops up a bit right mm-hmm. if you want to like switch between sitting and standing do you have a three-dimensional mural on the ceiling so, it, <laughs> that so I you can, don't feel claustrophobic like i can wily coyote right. into it it's like open skies <laughs> yeah. uh yeah no it uh it uh definitely obviates the ability to have a standing desk but uh i don't know i make fun of those tech guys that you know, they have like finger toe shoes and standing desks and hoverboards, <laughs> but uh, they're prob- they probably are actually better for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chris, I am um, really sorry that you stressed yourself out like that for something as. Uh, I want to be clear. It was, I didn't stress myself out. It was like a, you know, almost like a repetitive motion thing. It wasn't mm. stress related. It was like, like when it, you know, when you say tension, it's just, it's the way, like I was, I was holding my neck kind of thing. So yeah it kind of like locked up or seized up my muscles. And um, I don't think it was this, this just kind of triggered it. This is something I think right. it, that's been... You were kind of dealing with a bunch of shit and this yeah. was the... Yeah, I think this yeah. is sort of the culmination of other things. And so, and I've, it's never happened where, you know, like a six day headache is kind of a, a nightmare. <laughs> but yeah, um, man. Yeah, all is, all is better, all is well. I'm glad, I'm glad. And you know, and you know what's helping is this... Uh, this alcoholic beverage, although it, it says that alcohol can be a trigger, but you know, who cares? It can also relax the shit out of you. Uh, doing that right now. <laughs> how, so how is that? So it, yeah, I may have went a little buck wild with the, uh, bitters, but, uh, <laughs> it's, um, you know, the, I, I love a grapefruit drink. Um, I'm not tasting, I, I, I don't think I, well, I know I didn't go with this, the, um, cinnamon syrup recipe that that was provided i went with one from imbibe magazine it was Mm -hmm. a little easier uh, a little more straightforward um yeah i can't remember where i found this drink but the uh the cinnamon syrup recipe that they included which i don't think we will bother including on our site was like toast the cinnamon sticks and then pour water over them and then (laughs) add sugar after and i was like like there don't need to be that many fucking steps like anytime we say like a syrup like if we say simple syrup, it's just two parts sugar, one part water. Like two cups of sugar, one cup of water. Boil it till it's clear. If we yeah. say ginger syrup, do the same thing, but have diced up ginger in mm-hmm. the water. If we say cinnamon syrup, just bust up some cinnamon sticks and yeah. This one, for example, you know, this is exactly how I did it. One the cup longer of sugar, you boil it, the of more water. of that flavor you'll extract. It's like it doesn't have to be a fucking rocket science <laughs> lecture. Yeah. Yeah, this was just four cinnamon sticks broken into large pieces with a cup of water, a cup of sugar. Uh, bring it to a boil and simmer for eight to ten minutes. That was it. Pretty easy. That um, that is a recipe that anybody can like. Yeah. If you can make a craft dinner, 
or craft macaroni and cheese as we call it down here mm-hmm. uh you can you could make that simple syrup yeah uh, yeah, so I'm not. I, I guess mac and cheese. You don't want to drink that sophisticated. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Jabal. I, I I like to think I have a pretty refined palate, but that fucking mac and cheese is really good. <laughs> it's only nostalgia. It's, it is. Yeah. It's totally nostalgia. It's yeah. not. Yeah. You but, haven't shaken the marketing campaigns from your childhood. Yeah. Well, one <laughs> thing strange, like I, my wife has been living away from home for like almost two months now and like a couple of times i have broken down and like gone to kfc for dinner <laughs> or something like <laughs> just did something like a completely out of character for me and and one night i did go get like a box of craft macaroni and cheese and make it for myself <laughs> and uh it's and as good you as you remember what was the verdict yeah it's like having my wife back it's like great it's great amazing <laughs> it's like having my craft oh my god that you got a right to craft and tell them that's uh that's an ad campaign that's a, yeah. that's a commercial right there. oh yeah they'll send me a they'll send me like a lifetime supply and a pallet of mac and cheese <laughs> it, you know it's like i can see the commercial now it's like you just spoon like having a fork full of mac and cheese and like looking straight into the camera and saying it's like having my wife back mm-hmm. yeah it's distur- that's actually disturbing well, it's yeah. Just I was a little. I was eating it, and I was like, I was like, damn, this is so good. And I, and I think I stopped the last time I had macaroni and cheese. Like before that, I was in college, uh, I and my friend Michael Hoffman, past guest on this show, and I mm-hmm. uh, took a hike up a volcano. We like mm-hmm. went on a hiking trip, and it was like a way harder hike than either of us really bargained for. And we got into our camp the first night like way after dark and we had no idea like what we were doing and in the dark we prepared ourselves macaroni and cheese with peas in it and we <laughs> did not really like factor in the fact that these peas were freeze dried so we we thought that they would like rehydrate in the in the mixing process but they did not so it was sort of like eating mac and cheese with little rocks in it <laughs> and uh and I think it kind of like, I was like, eh, fuck that. I'm never eating that again. <laughs> but uh, uh, let, the, let me ask you this. When you make mac and cheese, is it, uh, do you like it a little uh, on the soupy side or do you like it really dry? I like it right in the middle. Normal. Right in the middle. Yeah. Well, I don't want it, it to be soupy. I mean, because some people like it a little more. They put a little more, uh, you know, liquid in it to make it, you know, not, not that it's You're fucking grossing me out, Chris. <laughs> I want to I vomit right now. <laughs> Well, I mean, normal is uh, normal is not very fair, Ben. You know what is normal, man? Come on, regular. regular. The recipe on the box. The recipe on the box is normal. okay. Fair, fair. <laughs> well, <laughs> I didn't realize there were variations to the <laughs> it's craft to- box cheese. Totally. There's to- you know what you can do anything you want with that stuff. I feel like the Canadians may have made more of a science out of this than we have. Like it's it, it's called craft dinner up there. You guys have like a venison variety. Totally. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's like, it's, it's freeze dried venison. You've got to rehydrate it. <laughs> oh yeah. Don't make the mistake I made though. <laughs> no. What was my life again? Event again? Oh yeah. So <laughs> speaking of being completely stressed out last week, uh, I was definitely going through my own shit last week, uh, where, um, as we've previously discussed on the show, my, Wife has uh, taken a 100% pay cut to go uh, work on uh, on politics for a little while, and 
I am uh, st- stuck with the onerous task of footing the bill for rent and uh, everything else uh, while while that's happening, which I'm happy to do, but is a burden uh, nonetheless. <laughs> and uh, I, it was kind of weird because it was like it was really like a good thing that uh, triggered this, but I have this client right now and it's like a big bureaucracy and it's not really like the fault of the people I'm working with directly, but it's just taking kind of a long time for uh, a check that they owe me to get sent out. And Mm, they contacted me on Monday. (laughs) Yeah. Funny how that works. Uh, (laughs) Funny how all bureaucracies are essentially set up for that specific reason. Uh, But uh, on Monday they were like, you know, like, I know the job isn't over yet, but send the last invoice for the job now so that we can process it, you know, so you're not waiting forever uh, to get that to get that money. And it was like, you know, it's like a, a decent-sized check that is like, uh, you know, I, most of the overhead in the job is already taken care of, so it's mostly, you know, profit for the company and my my own uh payout from th- from that and uh it's like a decent paying job it's not like a it's not like a job that i'm doing on the on the cheap for friends and family or anything but it was like the last money that was on the horizon and i didn't have anything else lined up and boy like i the second they asked for the invoice i was just like completely a basket case you know i was like this sucks like i have not like you're you know if if you're freelance you're supposed to be like laying out track ahead of your train so that you know when one job ends another is you know starting or about to start and i was like man like i i'm gonna have to go on like starvation rations like i need to go buy like a huge sack of rice and a huge sack of beans and (laughs) like that's what i'm i'm gonna be eating on for the next few weeks until I figure out what the next thing is and the uh that client is is had had talked about another potential contract that I could be eligible for and I expressed interest but then they said like I'm not sure if the budget is happening and so I was like well that job's not happening and I need to I need to make some shit happen so I actually like to some extent this panic was good because I sat down and like, I was like, I was like, let me think critically. Like, what do I want to be doing for money this year? Like aside from selling my ass on on these streets (laughs) and, uh, and like, I, I like sent some emails out to like people that I've talked to about potential future work. And, uh, you know, it was like, it was the kind of thing where I was like sending emails on Wednesday and I didn't hear back by Thursday and I was like, fuck, like everything is going to shit. (laughs) But then on Friday, like right at the end of the workday on Friday, I got emailed by my current client saying, uh, we've decided to go forward with the next contract and we've increased the budget. So go ahead and send us like an estimate on that. Uh, I got, uh, some, some positive news from a friend who's going to like, introduced me to some companies that might be looking for somebody like me. And I got a, uh, another potential client, uh, say like, Hey, like we definitely do want to work with you in the future. And also there's this other company that we work with sometimes that's looking for somebody that does what you do. 
can we introduce you to them? <laughs> it's like, yes, yes Yahtzee. Oh, wow. <laughs> and uh, it's it just comes as a huge relief because like, you know, Rachel, uh, you know, the earliest she could start earning money again is like still a few weeks away. And, you know, there's like a best case scenario, which is that she just lands a cool job or the campaign hires her full time. Uh, and And then we're just like, secure on that side but there's a worst case scenario where she's like picking up like temp work and stuff until we figure out what to do yeah and and it's just it's just kind of feeling like a lot of uh burden and and a kind of scary feeling that i hadn't felt since i was like you know pretty new to being a freelance filmmaker and um and definitely something that like i haven't explicitly felt for a few years because I have a partner who has a real job. <laughs> so yeah. like, you know, and that's like a terrible thing to think like, Oh, worst case, I don't get this job, but you know, my wife, she makes a living. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's kind of my relationship with bartending. You know? <laughs> I've had some success with art here and there, but yeah. you know, nice to have that bartending to fall back on. But yeah. at the same time, it's a crush. It crutch. It's an evil crutch. Right. It totally is. So, yeah. Yeah, so I felt like the, um, the like I did feel like I got kind of saved at the last minute by this job coming through that I'd sort of, uh, I'd sort of written off that this contract was going to happen. But um, uh, it also kind of taught me a lesson, like, you know, like maybe the best thing to do is like try to cultivate opportunity when you are not in the throes of depression and panic yeah because i'm very one thing that i have known about myself for a long time is that my brain is super susceptible to depressive Mm -hmm. tendencies i mean like i've uh dealt with clinical depression and been on medication for it in the past and a big part of managing that uh for me is just kind of like knowing myself and knowing like when i'm kind of like edging into that and i like Mm -hmm. really let it get a lot further down the tracks this time than I, uh, normally do. And like, Mm uh, and I don't really know why that is. Like, I, I don't know, like, I think that like, I need to like kind of reset my kind of personal mental hygiene, uh, Mm -hmm. standards and practices, uh, after this experience. And let me ask you, you know, I I think the way to start, is this uh, close call cocktail? Oh, good. Well, that's it's good to hear. That's good to hear. Uh, you know, whenever you're having trouble with uh, anxiety and depression, uh, alcohol, I hear, is the number one cure it's, or it's treatment. Not, it's the opposite. Uh, right. Real talk, though. Like I, yeah. I really firmly believe that alcohol should not be uh, considered part of a self medication regimen. No, no. And if you are drinking because of a bad feeling like you're drinking for the wrong reasons and you should be not drinking. Well, what was uh, that? Like only drink when you're happy, you know, only that's, drink the, that's yeah. sort of, I, a, I think that's a really good, uh, yeah. good, good rule to live by. And it's one that I am, I imperfectly apply in my own life, but yeah, uh, I really mm-hmm. believe in, well, let me, let me ask you something, Ben. Um, you know, people, people often say things like, they just relax, something will work out, you know? Um, it, but it, to me, it seems like it, Panic and anxiety is part of the process of making things happen. Do Maybe. you know what I mean? 
I mean, like, I think that there's you like... know, not necessarily and, and not in a bad way. I mean, in this case, it was bad because you were kind of like you say down this a little further down the path. But yeah, you know, that bit of anxiety maybe sometimes will you know, kind of light a fire or something, you know? Yeah. Um, and then you, you know, you write an email and you don't hear for a couple of days and you're like, fuck, what am I going to do? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you know, you hear the, the windfall of the, uh, the one armed bandit, ching, 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 you know, like you've, <laughs> you know, you've got, uh, not quite cash in hand, but you've got almost something as good as. Yeah. You know? I mean, I think the other side of this was, I was like, there's work that I get that I really enjoy doing. And then there's work that I get that sort of feels like making license plates in a in a uh, penal colony, you know, where it's mm-hmm. not it. You know, I I can repeat a process that achieves a certain standard, and I get paid for it. And I definitely did not uh, choose to live my life as a freelance filmmaker to do that kind of work. It's just right. Uh, it's sometimes a fact of life, but I'd much rather do things where I'm kind of coming up with a cool creative idea and getting to go out and do it. And, um, and I was in those sort of dark moments thinking like, what, what do I need to do with this shitty energy that I have right now to make more of that be part of my life and less of just doing something that I like, don't actually particularly care for. So, you know, like, I Mm -hmm. think that in a lot of ways, like the kind of career I have is a mood management, uh, strategy. Like Mm -hmm. I am so much happier when I don't have a desk that I have to report to at 9am and leave at at Mm 5am and like there, like my wife can do that. Like she's, she can like find a challenge, like a worthy challenge in that, in that type of work that. I just cannot. And, um, Mm -hmm. and I think I like, like recognizing that in myself is, uh, has led me in in the direction of doing what I do, but it also, you know, like (laughs) it comes with, with a little stability, other downsides, uh, Mm -hmm. instability being the the main one of of them. Well, uh, I mean, the instability is the hardest thing to deal with, yeah. I think, you know. I mean, Jamal, how do you find a balance? Um, I have yet to strike a balance again. I, <laughs> I still bartend a couple nights a week. So um, yeah. that, that's how I've been able to balance it. Uh, and mm-hmm. I will say this. When I am in those moments like where Ben is, I find that that is when I am the most creative, though. So yeah, as much as, uh, as uh, like, if if I'm really wanting some other kind of job or let's say the last few free freelance jobs I've gotten are like Ben said, where there it's just kind of like this regiment where you're just a work for hire because here's the outcome desired. And it's, you, it's step one, two, three done. There's literally no, it's like, okay, the square peg goes into the square slot, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. you, you're the one who just moves the pieces, <laughs> and, you know, there's just mm-hmm. not, there's nothing there, you know? Uh, so mm-hmm. that too, can can bring about that same hunger and that same kind of depression where you don't feel like uh, you're getting what you desired out of uh, that said trade, especially as a creative person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you you need that. You need those new experiences. Again, that's why I did the Seven Day Visa series. series sim- similar thing. Yeah. I needed some type of variety to stimulate me. The office environment does mm-hmm. not do it. Bar <laughs> bar kind of creates that because I'm an extrovert. I get to be on stage every night that I'm there, you know? So mm-hmm. that alone, you have to be on 
uh, in a certain way. So it kind of, yeah, you know, it, it, it's almost a false, it, it almost satisfies that in a false way. It's like methadone for <laughs> her- heroin addicts. <laughs> it's like my body feels okay about it, but, you know, I'm not getting the same thing out of it. It's yeah. not quite, <laughs> doesn't have that snacks. Well, uh, here's to a 2016 in which we're all doing more of what we want to be doing. Yeah. All right. Here, I wish uh, you still I had a I wish I had something in this glass. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> Chris, one of our favorite parts of the show is when people go to Let's Drink About That It and they click on the voicemail tab on the right side of the screen and leave us a voicemail. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have a voicemail from our friend Michael today. Let's let's hear it. Hey, Ben and Chris. This is Michael calling from Brooklyn. Uh, I have a life event for which I'd like a cocktail. We just had a giant snowstorm in New York City and in the middle of it, uh, my wife and I had our second child. Whoa! Uh, oh, wow! Hey. So I need a cocktail to drink with that. Thank you, guys. Bye. Oh, amazing! amazing. Congratulations, Congratulations, you guys. Congrats, Michael. Uh, I said to Ben, I said I had no idea uh, <laughs> that Michael's wife was pregnant, and Ben said, "I hope she did." That was the same Michael that I <laughs> referenced earlier in my uh, gross uh, noodle story. Um, yeah who is actually like an incredibly talented cook <laughs> uh, and who has been on this show before. Uh, uh, man. I want to know how they made it to the hospital. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah that's... Know. The roads were pretty bad. Yeah. How does that um, work? Well, I'm, I'm assuming that, um, you know, this, uh, this is a cause for celebration, not just for you and your wife, but for your friends and family. So I've decided to um, give you a punch uh, Michael, so it's going to be the spiced pear punch for y'all. Dang. Um, it's six ounces of roasted pear puree. Oh, yeah, puree, and China can get back we'll into in- drinking now oh, that right. she's not pregnant. Yeah. So we'll, um, we'll include the recipe for the uh, pear puree um, with this, but it's six ounces of roasted pear puree, six ounces of Old Tom gin, six ounces of ginger liqueur, six ounces of cognac, three ounces of fresh lemon juice, 18 ounces of Prosecco, uh, they're calling for a dry, fruity one. Um, Wait, one ice dry, block fruity? Frozen in eight. <laughs> What's that? I feel like fruity is the opposite of dry in Prosecco talk, isn't it? Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. I don't I know. It just says so use too, a... This is, this is straight from Imbibe magazine. They, they so know what they, they're talking uh, about. You know, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm an idiot. Uh, uh, I, the one ice block, so frozen in a one-quart container, um, and you're going to put it in a, a, a punch glass or coupe. Um, so you're going to combine all ingredients except for the Prosecco in a pitcher and chill for several hours. When ready to serve, place ice block in a punch bowl and pour a chilled mixture over. Uh, top with the, the chilled Prosecco and float the garnishes uh, and serve immediately. So the garnishes are lemon wheels, pear slices, and star Dang. anise. That sounds really beautiful. Uh, yeah. So that sounds pretty tasty. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a bit of champagne in there or Prosecco for the uh, celebratory factor. Well, I was at a... Michael's house on New Year's Eve, and they just uh, finished installing a built-in bar area in their kitchen, which is come on gorgeous. So, uh, fingers crossed that I can get over there and meet their new kiddo and uh, bring some bring some ingredients in the in the process. Did he yeah. mention if it's a boy or a girl? It's a boy. So they have a boy and a girl now. A boy and a girl. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. 
Yeah, you know me. Yeah, on. congrats, Mike. So let us know how that goes. I mean, I'm sure uh, at this point it'll be like uh, something to help you drift off to sleep. Um, <laughs> yeah, you might. <laughs> although you might not need help with that because you're going to be. Yeah. Tired. Uh, you're going to definitely need some help on sleep. You're not going to be getting any sleep for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they're old hands at this point. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, they know what they're getting into. So if you have a life event that needs a uh, drink pairing, please call it in. Um, we, uh, I don't think we get to every single one of them because sometimes like it'll be kind of seasonal and we like miss miss the right moment. But uh, don't uh, don't take that personally. Please yeah, call don't let in. It uh, and also, if you have like a you know, booze news type of thing, you know, some interesting fact from the booze industry or uh, development that you've observed uh, that you want us to look into more, please call that in too. Uh, I think we want to do more more booze news on the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think uh, our listeners can definitely help. Definitely. Awesome. Jamal. Yeah. That uh, that was a fun episode. We really appreciate you <laughs> slogging through the slush to get here. Uh, can you uh, tell people how to find you online? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can follow me on Instagram, Age of Imagery. Dot, oh, I guess Age dot of Instagram. Imagery, dot dot Instagram. Yeah, exactly. My <laughs> website is ageofimagery.com. Uh, and I also have a, an excuse me a YouTube page, which is Seven Day Visa at youtube.com <laughs> cool um yeah. or is it seven day visa excuse it's me it's, it's youtube.com slash seven day visa <laughs> yeah. but yeah try YouTube sending an email a page on yeah. my website try, try sending an email to uh seven day visa yeah. at youtube.com see see what happens you know <laughs> might be magic uh <laughs> uh you can follow chris on twitter at chris b chicken and Benjamin at Benjamin R A H R. You can follow our show at Drink About It, uh, and you can follow our Instagram at Let's Drink About It. Uh, Lizzie Bartelt, our uh, social media maven, is always she puts up the recipes and the pics on Instagram. So uh, that's kind of a fun way to just have like a new drink recipe on your Instagram feed every few days. Um, that I highly recommend. And it's like yes. you know, show comes out on Thursday. We usually get like. One or two, the drinks on Thursday and another on Friday. So like you're going into the weekend loaded for you're bear. Right. Give me yeah. a break. <laughs> uh, that's good times. Uh, we're also on Facebook and everything else. Tumblr. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, we really appreciate all the social follows. Uh, really appreciate the uh, iTunes reviews that people leave us. People have left us some really nice reviews lately. Um, and uh, every time somebody takes the time to five-star us and say why they like the show, uh, it's a big help for us getting new listeners. And uh, and uh, that's it, new listeners are all the payment we currently ask for. But all, you know, more than that, it's just a real ego boost. It's a real ego boost. boost you know, yeah. It really, really strokes our egos. So keep them coming, guys. <laughs> We need that shit stroked. Totally, totally. <laughs> and we should thank uh, Jamal Richardson and Graham Walsh for the music. Yeah, thanks, and Jamal. We You're should, thanks, Graham. We should thank Paul Watling for the logo of our show and all the artwork. Thanks, Paul. Yeah. And we should also thank Jamal Richardson for being our lovely and talented guest this week. It's thanks my again, pleasure. Jamal. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks Absolutely. for being here, man. Let's uh, get another one of those drinks. <laughs> yeah. With that, we will be back at you next week with more life events and more drinks to go perfectly with them. 
Later, potato. Peace. Don't choke on your rum and coke. <laughs> <laughs>